welcome back to the Now Age podcast with me, Ruby Warrington. Now, today's episode features the wonderful Chanel Corpaz Heathcote, who I met several years ago um, when she was at the time running a gender neutral ethical fashion label named Kether, which was so super aligned with all things numinous. And we ran a lovely editorial on the site and then actually went on to collaborate on a t shirt that said Activated, which was inspired by the intense and incredible uprising that happened after the um, 2016 election. And we produced the t-shirt in time for the Women's March to really inspire people to feel them feel the excitement of actually whatever was being activated in them to push back against what we saw happening in the world at that time. Um, since then, we've stayed in touch and Janelle reached out a few months ago to tell me where her story has gone since then. And it's such a compelling story with so much information and insight for many, many, many women who've experienced some of the things that Janelle has in her life. And so I wanted to invite her on to share. Janelle has gone on to... Um, fully embody her path as a sound healer and Akashic's records reader. And she's the founder of Jupiter Soundscape. Um, definitely follow on Instagram. She has the most beautiful aesthetic, which was there in the beginning in the fashion and which she's now applying to sound. Um, and we met uh, in person for the first time, actually. Don't you love the <laughs> internet? We met in person for the first time a couple of weeks ago when I was in LA and Chanel came to my Airbnb to give me and the most incredible one-to-one sound bath, which I'm sure had everybody in the entire apartment building in Santa Monica um, getting healed as well. It was pretty spectacular. <laughs> Chanel, thank, thank you so much for coming on to chat to me today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to um, get this opportunity to talk to you and, of course, to finally meet you a few weeks ago. It was amazing. Isn't yeah. it wonderful when you had this kind of connection with someone over a period of time and then when you actually finally do meet, it's like, hi, old friend. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I was remembering today that when I did reach out to you on your direct message on Instagram, I remember I accidentally called you kittens. I was <laughs> like, hi, kittens. I'm, <laughs> I'm launching this new brand and you were like, I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry, Ruby. <laughs> and you were like, it's okay, you can call me kittens. <laughs> I love being called kittens. I think that's the cutest thing ever. So yeah, you can always call me kittens, Janelle. <laughs> um, so I want to hear, um, first of all, and I, I realize I kind of set this up by not explaining exactly what your story is, but we're going to just allow that to unfold as yeah, part sure. of as our conversation goes. Um, so if you could really tell me, first of all, about how you um, found sound healing and how sound healing came into your life in such a profound way? Okay, so uh, my husband and I had been trying to get pregnant for a little over two years, and it just wasn't working. Um, I had two consecutive miscarriages, um, one of which happened um, at work, which was horrifying and horrible. Um, and after that one happened, um, you know, the doctors that I was seeing for my fertility process basically said, you know what, um, your egg quality is super low. Um, there's all these things that are wrong with your reproductive system, and this is not going to work for you unless you do IVF. So I did IVF. I was super hopeful. I was like, this is it. It's going to work. I know it is. I just feel it now. And um, I... It, the process came back with, um, I, I had two embryos that survived, yet they were both genetically abnormal, and so we could not use them. Um, and then 
so that was again another heartbreaking heartbreaking blow um you know just building up all that hope and then just coming back with you have two embryos but they're not normal so we can't use them i was i was almost like can just put them just it's it's okay you know like they'll grow they'll grow to be normal um, and the doctor was like, I can't do that. You signed this thing that said you would not use them. And so it was just heartbreaking. Um, but the way that he explained um, that process to me and why the embryos turned out to be genetically abnormal, the way that he explained it to me was, I, I remember it so clearly. He said, well, you're older. So basically it's like if a printer was printing out um, you know, something like an inkjet or something, and the ink was running out, uh, the, the printout on the page would have, you know, spots missing, uh, you know, or it would be really faint. And that's what's happening to all the, um, how the DNA is assembling. Um, it's like your printer, your ink cartridge doesn't have enough ink. And so it's not making a full complete copy. Um, and when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, okay. So it's the, ener it's the energy, it's the energy in my cells. Mm. That's not, that's not um, up to par, right? Mm. That was what, that's how I received the message. And, and you, um, how, how old were you at this time? I was uh, 30, 39. Okay. I was 39, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, no, I believe I was actually, I, I was, I was 39. Yes. Okay. Like kind of on the cusp of thirty eight thirty nine okay, and so sort of how 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 long had you been um trying to get pregnant by this point over what it, kind of time it, it period had been, it had been two years by that okay. point mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. um, so 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 in my mind, his explanation to me, I was like, okay, it's because of my it's because of my age, um these reproductive cells they don't have enough energy so i need to restructure my cells i need to add more energy to my cells and my sister actually um who has been kind of a, like a guide for me in this lifetime like you like to to sort of like step into my truth she's been like very instrumental in that she said you know what you need to do if they're saying that it's your um your egg quality and your cells and your energy is you need to go to a sound bath and you need to start going to sound baths because crystal bowls the bowls the crystal a crystal bowl frequency actually can alter the structure of your cells and increase the energy of your cellular structure mm. and so i did i went to it hadn't been my first sound bath but i went to one um at um House of Intuition up in um, um, Echo Park. It was um, Dominic. Yeah, Dominic. Dominic was well my first sound bath and like the the one that kind of like sparked my interest in becoming a sound healer. Is like I laid down in that sound bath and I did feel a change. And that night, as I was going to sleep, I just heard somebody say that <laughs> that I needed to become a sound healer, that I needed to get bowls and I needed to use these bowls and I needed to just, just do this for myself, to heal myself. Mm. Um, you heard someone describe like, how did that voice <laughs> come in? I'm always really curious when people talk about, I would say I'm clairsentient, like I get a sense of things, yeah. like my yeah. 
my feelings will tell me what's going on and what's really happening and what's behind the yeah. veil. And so I'm always so curious to hear about who, when people say they hear messages or they see things. So how does that come through for you? Is it literally like a voice in your head? <laughs> it's literally a voice. Uh, it's different voices at different times. Like that sounds kind of weird. Like all the voices in my head are telling me to do stuff, but you know, uh, so, so this is how, this is how it went down. I went to sleep. I had this feeling that I had this calling to, to, um, to go on YouTube and to find, um, sounds that come from planets, like the frequencies that sort of like are emitted by different planets. I don't know why I've never done that before, but I was like, Oh, sounds from the planet Jupiter sounds from the planet Saturn. And I was listening to these sounds and then I clearly heard a voice. It was a very deep voice with like an echo. And the word that this voice said was agrimony, agrimony. Mm. And I was like, what is agrimony? What is that? That sounds flower crazy. essence, right? It's a flower essence. Yeah. Yes. I, I, so I looked it up and I was like, okay, well, it's this flower. Okay. And then, and then, you know, when I have these things, I will like go to my teacher and ask her, what does this mean? Um, my teacher um, in hermetic science and magical arts is um, Naha Armady, um, 22 teachings. And so I emailed her and I was like, Naha, I heard this word. It said agrimony really loud. And, and, and then I heard this message that I needed to, to explore and learn how to sound heal. And then she was just like, agrimony is related to the planet Jupiter. It's about expansion. It's about this and that. And then she's like, it's time, Janelle, it's time. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and, <laughs> and like from then, like just the very next day, I was like, who can I learn from? Like, and I found um, Dr. Paul Hubbard. Um, he is the founder of Holographic um, Institute, Institute for Holographic Sound Healing mm. um, of the Angelic Realms, and his um, his institute is in um, based in Austin, Texas. But he goes everywhere around the world. I mean, he does sound baths in like the Great Pyramids in Egypt, and um, he had a workshop coming up for Level One and Two um, Sound Healing Certification. And I went, I went to, I went to his workshop in Dallas. I stayed there for four days. All I was doing my second round of IVF. I mean, I was like injecting myself, right? Mm -hmm. I had all the hormones with me. I took them. I went there by myself mm -hmm. and I injected myself every morning and night and how, you know, and, um, I was like, it's going to work now. It's going to work now because now I'm, now I'm learning how to, how to do sound healing. And this is what they told me, or this is what they, they, the voices in my, my guides, my guides told me to do yeah, guides. Yeah. My guides. Yeah. Um, this is what my guides told me to do. And, um, now the second round of IVF is going to work. So can we backtrack a bit? Tell me what, yes. you, tell me what you felt when you were in that first sound bath experience. You said you felt something change. What did you, can you remember what you actually felt and what it was about that experience that felt so potent to you and felt so powerful to you? I don't know. I just, I just felt, I just felt like I was filled with light. Um, and it was just a very visual, um, thing for me. Mm. Um, and, I don't know. I can't really is describe it except for something shifted in my, in my mental and, and emotional body. Mm. And, um, it was a feeling of hope. It was, it was a feeling of like, I got delivered a map of like, this is what you need to do. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's all I can really mm. kind of 
kind of say about it. I went with my husband. I went with my husband too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask what his what his um, perception was. You like you said you've already you've kind of like let on there. You have a spiritual teacher. You've been investigating sort of yeah. and a lot of that was applied to your fashion line as well. If anyone wants yes. to, I'll include the article about the the line <laughs> yeah. in the show notes so people can kind of check it out. But okay. what was your husband's was he quite open minded to this approach as well? My husband is really open-minded um, to, to this approach, definitely, and he kind of just is really supportive in my my things that I that I do. Um, but he was, it's funny because he's he he was very hesitant to go into the sound bath with me, and his reasoning is like was like well, I don't know, because then afterwards, you're going to ask me what I felt and what I, what I heard. And now how has it changed me? And I feel all this pressure to like feel a certain way. And I was like, it's not going to be like that, babe. Like, it's going to be totally fine. Like you can feel however you feel, but he just feel, I guess it's because after, after I come out of these things, like I have all these experiences and visions and things that I, that I share. And he in some way doesn't feel that. And after, or see that, and afterwards, um, you know, he's like, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. And, and it, it, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like he's maybe um, kind of like, I don't know what the word is, but he doesn't well, want- understand that. He, it's kind of, if, if, if you, for example, you're very open and very sensitive and have a lot of language around these, these kinds of experiences, yeah. that could be- intimidating is almost the wrong word, but somebody may feel yeah. like, well, hey, is there something wrong with me that I'm not experiencing all of that too? Why yeah. am I not special? Like to, that I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. It's, he was like, I feel, I feel pressured to feel something and I right. don't know if I can feel it or not. Yeah. And I was honest like, about that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, he's, he's very open. I mean, he, he was the one who bought me my first, um, set of, uh, I don't have a set, but <laughs> my first sound bowls, mm -hmm. um, we set up after, uh, so when I came back, I set up the room that was supposed to be the nursery as my healing room. Mm -hmm. And I started off with one bowl. I bought myself one bowl. Mm -hmm. And then for my birthday, he was like, Oh, you know what? I think I left something in the nursery. You might want to go check it. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I went in and there was like, two more sound bowls like, as a surprise. So he's been so supportive. He's just That's an amazing so cool. person. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So tell me yeah. a little more, a bit more about the training. You were there at the training, but still doing your injections and, and yes. fervently believing that this kind of Western medicine way is what's going to do it. I just have to keep believing. And I, I, I guess one of the reasons I wanted to um, ask you to share your story and I'll just interject with it now is that I have seen so many of my very close friends and it makes me emotional even talking about it it's not even happened to me but just witnessing <laughs> people who've gone through what you're describing that yeah hence kind of um cyclical process of hope and disappointment hope effort disappointment yes like blaming yourself for having done something wrong yeah hope built up by an industry that it's an industry i mean there that's yes. an expensive process right yes Yes. And I just think it's just witnessing it. Like I said, some people I've been close to go through it. It seems so extreme and it's such an emotional roller coaster. So for yeah. anyone, I guess I'm sharing this for anyone who's listening, who has 
experienced this or is experiencing this, you're not alone. This is anyone who's, who enters into the process with IVF is embarking on this very, very intense emotional journey. And yeah. so, um, I, well, I can imagine, like I said, having seen close friends go through this, what kind of state of mind you must have been in attending that sound healing. Um, yeah. so I'm wondering if you can describe a bit more about your experience of that weekend, um, any kind of breakthroughs that you had, how you came away from it feeling. Oh man, that weekend was like life changing is not the word. It was lives changing. Like it was, <laughs> it was all my lives, all my past lives, like <laughs> changing. Um, it, it was, it, it was okay. So in, in that, um, in that workshop and, and shout out to the guy that, uh, that, that worked on me, the last guy, um, I, his he he went by the name Jupiter Avian, mm-hmm. so it was very very cool. <laughs> um, but, so throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole class, we would we would drop in, we would meditate. The teacher would give us the sound bath, and I would just I would be receiving all of these visions, visions of me like in an Egyptian temple sacrificing children, just like dark. Like I just did not know where this was coming from, and mm. and. Um, I remember the first day I was like, I raised my hand. I was like, I had a really disturbing vision. I was an Egyptian priestess. I sacrificed a child. I stabbed this baby right in its heart. And he was like, um, you know, were you abused as a child? And I was like, I don't think so. You know what I mean? I was just like, I don't, I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so so the weekend continued and, 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 uh, you know, I just kept having random other visions. It was just like this peeling off of layers of layers of things that were blocking me from, you know, what, what it, what it was that, that I was meant for, I guess. And, um, the last, I always tell this story. There was this one guy in the class that I just did not want to work with. That was the guy Jupiter Avian, and, and, um, and the reason and the reason why was just the sounds that he was making were so just weird and just like almost like just disturbing to me. Like they were these bird-like noises and very native sounding and bird-like, not melodic, not peaceful, not. It was just like I don't even want to like yeah like bird like bird noises, right? Yeah. So, I was like, I don't want to work with this guy. I just really don't. I just, I don't, I don't want to. And it just so happened that the very last session where we were working on each other, I got him as a partner. Okay. Actually, there was three of us in a group and uh, I was like, I want that guy to heal me. But it it ended up being like, oh, like he's going to heal the the Jupiter guy is going to heal me. So I was like, okay. So I laid down. And he started making these noises and started doing his thing on me. And I kind of was laying there being pretty closed off and pretty negative and going, oh, this is just oh, so annoying. Like, I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, it, like, it just snapped. This movie started playing in my mind of a past life. It was so clear. It was just so, so clear. 
in my past life, I was this woman in India. I had two children. I was at the river. I was washing clothes. I had one baby that I was, that was strapped to me. And I had another, um, you know, little girl that was playing. And what started happening was this like, kind of like flash flood situation. And the girl got carried away down the stream and I could not save her because if I did, I would lose the other baby. And so I just saw my daughter float just being carried away and drowning in front of me and I could not do anything about it and um and then like fast fast kind of like fast forward to the next scene is me coming home without my daughter and telling my husband and in that lifetime what had happened and my husband had beat me pretty much like close to death and took my son and left me with nothing and the end of that vision was me pretty much killing myself with poison. Hmm. And um, I just started heaving and wailing and sobbing as this guy was doing this thing to me. And I could not take it anymore. I just, I, I sprung up and I was like horrified. I like jumped off the table and I ran down the hallway, could not stop breathe. I could not like breathe. And I was headed for the bathroom. I needed to splash water on my face. And Dr. Paul was in the hallway. And he's like, what happened? What happened? And I was like, I saw this thing. I saw my life. I saw this. And I just told him the whole story. And I was like, uh, he's like, do you, do you see any like um, similarities in the life that you have now, um, you know, with the life that you just saw? And I was like, this is why I've been in so many abusive relationships where, you know, the guy has like physically hurt me and I would just take it. And this is why I was an alcoholic. This is why I would just always drink, always, always, always. And that was just my main thing that I had to just, you know, keep myself, you know, in this moment and be able to connect with people. Like I, I just... I was just a very heavy drinker, um, you know, drugs, all that, all that. And, um, and this is why I have this fear of not being able to, to, to have children. And, and um, so it was, it was just so much stuff was revealed to me in my abusive relationships, my alcoholism, um, all this, all the trauma from my miscarriages, feeling like I'm not a good mother, feeling like really deep inside, like I, I wouldn't be a good mother. You know, and that's why all this stuff, you know, that the blocks that were happening for me. And he looked at me and he said, you, well, you did it. You know, you, 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 you made a huge breakthrough. So he's like, the, the man that you're with right now, does he, does he hurt you? Does he, does he abuse you? And I said, no, he's an amazing, loving husband. And he said, um, do you still drink? And I said, no, I'm sober. And, and he said, okay, well, he's like, you did it. He's like, you, this is a lifetime that you're here to break that karmic cycle. And, you know, your kids are waiting for you and they just, they just want to know that it's safe. They just want to know that, that, that they're going to be in a safe environment. And I was like, okay, like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> like, I was just like, holy shit, this, this happened, this mm -hmm. happened. And I came like that was just the first part of the healing. It was just this tremendous like I just feel like this all this black shit just got ripped out of my body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was so insane. Um yeah. 
and that was that weekend. That was that weekend. That's that's what I came back with. I'm that's so happy. With. I'm so happy we didn't gloss past. I got back from the weekend and my husband, I got some bowls. I'm like so happy we went back so we can do that. Thank you so much for sharing that. You've had me, I've been like crying here while you've been sorry. But isn't it amazing? I mean, it's a, a you know, a deeply sort of shamanic experience you had like it's amazing to me when I hear stories like this about how much information we can get yes just a fleeting vision contains like so much information for us in this life as to begin to unravel the patterns to begin unravel the kind of root cause that we've been playing out like you say these karmic cycles attracting into our lives like all of the same stuff that we're we've been you know, we're here to work out basically. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for sharing that in the detail that you did. I think it's a really good insight into people for people as to how that kind of healing can work when we're able to particularly do it in a setting where we're supported by people yeah. who can reflect back at us what's happened and can help yeah. us to integrate whatever message has come through. Um, yes. Paul Hubbard, did you say that's his name? Yeah. Dr. Paul Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. That's really amazing. amazing. Wow. So you come back. I mean, and just to think as well, your intuition led you here and you, you know, you had no hesitation in following your intuition. As soon as you got that message, you need to learn sound healing. You were on it. You were finding a place to do it, just taking yourself there, even though you're in the middle of your second round of IVF, having experienced three difficult traumatic traumatic kind of rounds with pregnancy already or failed pregnancies. Um, Obviously, well, no doubt I'm, you were um, nervous about how this round would go and yet still you followed your intuition and still you threw yourself into this yeah. scary experience, you know? Yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm loving the whole trajectory. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so then you, came, then you come back and primarily I think what you told me before you just you started doing the sound healing for yourself. This was a practice for yourself. You weren't necessarily practicing for me. it to become a career. It was just a way to practice self-healing. So it was just for me. Yeah. Can you tell us about how um, you began using the sound f- for yourself and in your life and how you incorporated it into your life? Um, okay, so... So, uh, like I said, I had my bowl set up in the room that was um, going to be the nursery. And just every day, every day, um, a little bit before work and a little bit after work, I would go in this room and I would just play the bowls and sing and play the bowls in tone and visualize. And it was almost like I was sitting there and trying to make contact with the souls that, that are my children. And, mm-hmm. I, and I believe that there was two. And I still believe that there's two. Mm -hmm. So I would, it was just like this communication with like, like aliens or something. Like, I don't know. It was, (laughs) it was this communication with this, just the supernatural, like the, like the, the souls that were just, that are just hanging out there, out there in like the nebulas that are just waiting, waiting to come down and incarnate. Um, And that's just the feeling that I would get. And, um, you know, all these different voices started coming out of me. Um, you know, I, I had been a musician in the past, but I just, the voices that would come out of me, the tones and, um, and other, other sounds too. I mean, I would hear, um, I would hear like harmonies of different people singing with me. Hmm. And um, I would ask my teacher, I would ask Dr. Paul what that was. And he's like, 
people from other, uh, you know, beings from other dimensions, when you use that technique, like they, they, they are with you and you will hear other things playing and you will hear other uh, people singing with you. And so, I mean, that's, that's basically what it was. It's just, a, just every single day, every single day, just toning and trying to communicate in, in this language that was just pure vibration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember you telling me that you got a yoni egg at this point as well. So you could actually yes. y- use the um, use the sound the sound vibration internally as well. What in le- yes. what led to that inspiration? Okay, so this is how it, this is how it worked out. So I had mentioned that when I was doing that sound healing certification, that I was going through my second round of IVF. Yeah. So okay, that round failed. Okay. <laughs> so this is the fourth the fourth failed uh, pregnancy attempt here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I did have a yoni egg before that, but uh, I, wasn't, I, qu- I wasn't quite sure like how, or I don't know, I guess I, I wasn't really using it that much. But after that second, after that, um, second IVF um, failed, I got a, another clear message, again, in the form of a voice, <laughs> saying that you need to program the yoni egg and put it inside you while you're toning. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I did. So after, after kind of like a, a short period of time where I was just hopeless and depressed and, and looking at egg donors and looking at adoption and just finding all the other different ways I could be a parent, I took this yoni egg. I remember this vision. I just, just remember the moment so clearly. I took this yoni egg. I washed it. Uh, and then it, I was in the bathroom and I looked at it and I held it. I cupped it in my hands and I said, I program you Yoni egg to get me pregnant. And then I put it in and then I just started toning every single day, every single day. It was like same thing that I was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but with this egg and mm-hmm. as I had this egg inside of me, I, I visualized and I, well, the, me- the message, the technology that was sent was that this Yoni egg as it is inside you receives and communicates the vibrations that are coming from the bowls mm. and delivers it directly in a, in a, in a very physical way to mm. your reproductive system, mm-hmm. right? Almost like a satellite. Is it a right? crystal egg? Yes, it was a crystal. It was a rose quartz okay. uh, crystal, crystal mm-hmm. yoni. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, then I, from there, I just started receiving more just more insight, more messages, more past lives, more, more things that need to be cleared. And, and, it, uh, and yeah, from what I can remember, and I'm sure this is where you're about to go, sorry to interrupt, but it becomes the, it becomes closer and closer and more personal, the information you're getting, it's actually connected yes. to the direct family line that yes. you know about and people who you have known in your, in your life. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it came as such a, again, an, a, such a clear vision to me. Um, as I would sit there every day and tone, it was like more and more. It's like, it's like uh, pages of a book that were just flipping and just like uncovering every single part of the story. And the story that I received was that um, somewhere along the way, uh, my great-great-grandmother um, lost a child. And this the way that, that she lost this child was very traumatic and it was something that she held onto and that she internalized and that that was what was passed down um, through my maternal line. And then I started looking back at my grandmother's generation and I was like, okay, you know what? She was the only one who had kids. 
all the rest of her sisters, which were, there was like six of them Mm. did not have kids. They were infertile. Okay. Then, then I'm looking at, you know, my mom's generation and I'm like, okay, uh, all their husbands died early. Uh, some of my cousins died in their sleep. Um, some of, some of the sisters are infertile, right? So it's just, I just started noticing this like karmic stain that was being passed. Right. Mm. And, um, my guides told me that it was time for, for me to break to be the lineage breaker, basically. And um, I told this story to my sister and I told it to a few of my cousins that were on my maternal side. And we all gathered together one day um, and we did a ritual. Um, we, did, we did a ceremony. My sister, um, she practices um, in uh, you know, the shamanic arts and she, you know, she started the ceremony calling in the four directions. She was burning, you know, she burned all the, um, right types of incenses and that sort of thing. And, and then we all went into like a deep healing meditation. Um, and what, what I said, and this was, these, these were directions also that were given to me by my teacher, Naha. She's like, if you want to heal your ancestral past, your ancestral karma, you go one generation before the person that it started with. Right. So if it was your great, great grandmother, she's like, call in your great, great, great grandmother, call her there to sit with you in the middle of that room and imagine this figure eight of light going from your heart to her heart. There's this infinity symbol just going and you guys as living in the present and her being in the past act as a battery to heal all the lines on all the generations that are in between you guys. And that's what we did. We did that that day. And like a month later, I got pregnant naturally. (laughs) Which is just... Were you even expecting this to happen? I mean, yes, I guess you were, you were confident still that this healing needed to happen, but were you expecting? No, I, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't at all. I mean, before, before I made, before I became determined to heal myself, the doctors told me that I could never have kids naturally that, Mm -hmm. and that's why we were looking at egg donors and that's why we were looking at adoption and all this other stuff. And this was they, just, they told you that presumably because you'd had two miscarriages and two fa- failed rounds of IVF. So they're like, yeah, we've, done every, we've done everything we can. So yeah. therefore you were never going to be able to have a baby because right. our, our methods did not work. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that so you're not, not going to, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I want to say that they put it to me in such a mathematical way that I was just like, okay, I, I'm not going to have a child because they were like, you know what, in order for this process to work, you need to have at least like, I I don't know what the number was. It was like statistics. They just busted out all these statistics. She was like, you need to have at least um, like 21 embryos to, to whittle it down to this much, to whittle it down to this much in order to have like at least two good ones. And it was just all these numbers and statistics. Um, It was very cold and very unfeeling. And I just was like, I can't even believe that this is how you're explaining this to me, you know? Mm. And um, that was, that was a, I feel like that hurt even more. You know what I mean? Like mm. that, that added to the pain. The fact um, that it was so unempathetic to what you, the emotional kind of like journey that you were on with this. Yeah. 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 And just, just the numbers, like, like yeah. 
like my my children are just numbers like these embryos they're just numbers mm-hmm. you know like they're not lives they're not you know it just it just it just hurt really bad you know and um and um yeah so i wasn't i wasn't expecting that to happen i wasn't expecting to be pregnant and and not definitely not definitely not right after they told me i wasn't going to be, get pregnant that's for sure can you, know? you tell me a little bit more about the ritual in the ritual that you enacted with your sister and your cousins yeah was there a moment where you felt something shift there or what, oh, was, yeah. your, what was the experience of that i, I love <sighs> the fact that you know this is you're describing meeting with your sister and your cousins to do this piece of family healing it's like can it be yeah. simple you know obviously you guys have studied um the these sort of mystical arts but at the same time i'm just really like can it be that simple that we can just group together with intention and enact these rituals that could have these kinds of incredible consequences you know so well, yeah, i mean if you describe the experience a little bit more about about how you how you knew what to bring in well you already explained that your teacher told you um the sort of meditation to use but just to explain describe the ritual itself so it was it was myself and my sister and um two of my boy cousins and their brother was the one that died in his sleep um very early on and uh so we called them and actually my 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 uh, my cousin's uh now wife um who actually got pregnant around the same time as i did like <laughs> probably from that ritual <laughs> but I, you know i i do think that it's that i feel like it i do think that it's that easy you know like you have like blood is so strong you know you you think about it and you're just you're reincarnated into the soul group as family over and over and over again and sitting there and invoking your great 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 grandmother invoking that spirit um and asking her asking your asking things of your ancestors mm-hmm. like i i wouldn't i wouldn't um i wouldn't underestimate the power of asking your ancestors you know mm-hmm. um but that ritual, you know, I, so I told you, I mean, you know, my sister did this invocation in the beginning, she called the four corners, she burned a whole bunch of incense and, um, you know, if, with intention. And then we did like a huge, we did a sound bath. And I told them as we were doing the sound bath to imagine great, great grandmother sitting in the room, sending her that figure eight of light. And as I was toning, I could just feel just this pain being like unearthed like I was having visions of just blood running into the earth and just this woman crying and just deeply deeply just in pain and crying and 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 it was just like all the pain of my ancestors I could feel when I was when I was doing the root chakra and 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 the sacral um and then we were all crying in that room all of us just started sobbing and um i i feel like we could all feel like what was being unearthed and what was being released and and that sort of thing and and then as it started going you know as as the as i started working up up the chakras um things started feeling like lighter and one of my cousins actually said i felt like silver rain was falling all over me and people heard different things like, oh, I heard a woman say, I love you. Um, I heard, you know, just these, all these messages, like, I love you. I, I, I will always love you. I'm here for you. Like just this sort of, um, 
messages of support and and feeling and one of my other cousins was just like I just felt like a violet wind was passing through me and just all everybody came out of that with such just visions and 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 we all went somewhere we all Mm. went somewhere Mm. um and by the end of it we were just all crying like we were all just sobbing um and just this tremendous love you know was felt in the room and um as we were all sharing our experiences and all sharing what we heard um it's yeah yeah like you said it sounds you you gathered to let your ancestor know that you were ready to help her move on from that pain. Yes. That you were going to take it on. You were going to feel it for her now and you were going to yeah. release it. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. just so beautiful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I like thinking about that moment and just going through it again, I just feel it so hard. Like in, it's just in my chest. So Mm -hmm. like my chest is burning. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then a month later you find that you're pregnant. What was that? I mean, what was that experience like? It was just so insane. I mean, I had no idea. Like I wasn't even thinking, you know, like when you're trying to get pregnant, you're just like counting the days and you're like, oh my God, am I going to get, am I, like, am I late now? Am I late? Like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, whatever. Cause in my mind I was like, yeah, you know, like, um, I may not, I may not be able to get pregnant. So I'm just going to live my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just remember the moment I was in Ikea pushing I was pushing a cart like I had just gotten the cart out of the thing and I started pushing it and I felt something and I was just like "Ooh, I'm pregnant that was it like I just knew I was like push the cart Ikea I'm pregnant like it's just the weirdest thing and I remember texting my husband going I think I'm pregnant and then he said I think you are too because I just I just felt that Wow. He wasn't with me. He just yeah. said, I think you are too. I, I just felt that. Wow. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, well, let's not get our hopes up. Right. Hmm. Like, let's just, whatever. I'm not even going to take a pregnancy test. I'm just going to like wait it out, you know, until finally I just couldn't wait anymore. And it had been two weeks. And uh, so I peed on a stick at five o'clock in the morning one time and it came out positive. And we were just, crying like I just was like Justin I'm pregnant and he's just like no way no fucking way and it was just like we hugged we were crying and he was that that was it you know that that was it was just like what am I gonna do now like I have to I have to do everything that I can to protect this this baby I mean did you go into that pregnancy feeling nervous was there a a feeling of kind of contraction and a and a and a fear that it might not um, carry to term after the experiences that you'd had? Um, I did. I did have that fear and that fear was in the back of my mind, I think throughout the whole pregnancy, Mm -hmm. but there was a stronger feeling in me that said, this is gonna, this, this one is going to stay. Mm. Um, Because just because of all the work that we did Mm. and just how fast it happened after Mm. it just to me was just not a coincidence that, that all of that happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was just, I mean, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. And I was just like, 
you know, spirit is not going to deliver this miracle to me and then take it. Like we, I just, I just don't think that would happen. I just, you know, that was, that was the stronger feeling in me than the fear, you know? Um, and what's the total yeah. time scale between you first, like attending that first sound bath to finding yourself pregnant? Um, I want to say that it was like five months. Wow. That's fast. Yeah. Maybe even less, maybe four months actually. Okay. Yeah. It's a short time span, but you really, you went after it with all of your heart. Like I really All of your heart and your soul. I yes. Yeah. 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 <sighs> <laughs> I'm so happy to be able to share your story. I just know it's going to be so inspiring for so many people. Um, and I think, you know, in a way, like regardless of the fact that you got pregnant, the, yeah. healing, the healing work that you did on yourself, that you did for your whole family and for your lineage. Yeah. It's almost like the getting pregnant was the kind of bonus in a way at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. you as well describing, you'd come to a place where you were so at peace with the fact that you might not have a child yourself, yes. naturally, that it was almost like, okay, it doesn't, the work has been, the necessary work has actually kind of been done here, you know? Yes. That's, that's absolutely, absolutely true. And, um, you know, after Willow was born, um, it was like the job of lineage breaker is like still my job. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's like, yeah. that wasn't it. Like yeah. I, I like undertook that job, you know, right. um, for my family. So, yeah. and uh, so, so yeah, I mean the, the work just keeps going and um, the healing, the healing just keeps going. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so now you've gone on to um, found your company, Jupiter Soundscape, and you're offering yeah. group sound bars and private sound bars. And it must feel like you found your life's work in a way through this process as well. Through you something, know, I, something so personal that you're now able to offer to others. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. I, I, uh, like I said, my, my sister, my youngest sister, who was kind of my guide, she she told, I was, I was, I was, I think I was about like 10 weeks pregnant at that time. She goes, you should do this for a living. You should give people sound baths and heal people for a living. And I was like, that's, don't be ridiculous. Like no one's going to come to me for this, you know? And, um, I did my first public sound bath, I think in the, the end of January. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like I can't do this. I can do this. And it feels so good. It just felt so right. It felt so good. And some of my first clients were very close friends of mine that have been trying to get pregnant. So people came to me for fertility, mm. you know, mm. and, um, and, uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, I, I, I worked with probably four women throughout the last, uh, you know, year mm. and three of them have gotten pregnant. Wow. And that's not taking credit for that. Like that's not me, right? Yeah. But it, I, 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 I'm happy to be able to have shared this in order to spark something in them that says that that told them like, okay, self healing is possible. I'm going yeah. to do this for myself. Yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. You're the facilitator. The sound is the facilitator of that healing process. The self healing process that they're embarking on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them I've only seen maybe like a few sessions, but it's like, oh, you know, like I will hear them say, you inspired me. You, you, you woke me, 
Mm. You woke the healer inside of me. Mm. And I've been doing this for myself. And some of them now have gotten sound healing certifications and <laughs> some of them now have, you know what I mean? It's just all these different paths. And, you know, I, I'm like, some of them I haven't spoken to for months. And then the next text message I get is, holy crap, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, yes, you know, <laughs> like amazing. Like, yes, you know? the ripple effect is, is real. It's happening. Yeah. So great. Janelle, before we kind of like, well, before we wrap up the call, I'd really like to dive into maybe some of your thoughts about, so like I shared, I, I, I've always known that I didn't want to have children. And in a way I see yeah. that as the fact that I'm a lineage breaker too. And yeah. that not, there's, there's stuff that needs to be healed in my family lineage yeah. that I am, I'm not going to pass on to another right. generation. I'm going to heal it in myself. And that's my work. Yes. But I, like I said, I have seen so many of my friends, probably more of my friends and close um, collaborators um, have difficulty getting pregnant, being entering into IVF in their early to mid thirties, even um, yeah. they've had difficulties getting pregnant. It just seems like fertility issues are so, so common among women of our generation and younger generations. Um, and I wonder if you have any kind of thoughts about why this is such an issue. I mean, I can't help but think about, you know, the, just the general toxicity of modern life and the kind of impact on that on our systems and our cellular structures being something that plays into it. But I wonder if you have any sort of bigger thoughts about the role of this kind of like these, these karmic wounds, these karmic stains, as you described it, that so many of us carry now in the now age, you know? Um, yeah. And, and what your kind of thoughts are around that and, it's, and how it pertains to fertility. Um, okay. So there's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like in this day and age, um, stress is probably the number one thing, um, mm -hmm. that is preventing, um, women from, from, um, you know, from getting pregnant. I, I feel like we live in such a stressful society that demands all this stuff of you and we beat ourselves up constantly. I know, I know that I did. I mean, you expect so much from yourself. You push yourself, you push yourself, you push yourself and that pushing and, um, just, just, uh, the stress that's associated with it is, 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 uh, is one of the things I feel like that makes it hard. Mm -hmm. Um, so stress is uh, probably one. Um, I do think that, oh, so, so here's another message that I received. Uh, uh, it was, uh, if you want to be, if you want to get pregnant, you have to treat yourself like you're already pregnant, mm. right? So if you're already pregnant, like, are you going to be, you know what I mean? Like all the things that you're putting in your body, are you, are you going, would you do that when you were pregnant? Yeah. All the things that you, all the things that you do to stress yourself out and all the toxic environment and all the toxic things that you take and, and allow yourself to be around. Are you going to do that if you're pregnant? And no. All the extra work you take on and all the days you don't take off and like all of the things. All the self-care that you don't do, all yeah, the basically. everything right? Yeah. Like that, that's, that's, um, you know, that's the one thing it, it and I, I tell my, I tell my clients that if you do want, if you want to get pregnant, you need to treat yourself like you're already pregnant. Like, I don't know, you need to be that precious baby that you're trying to grow, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's one thing. And, um, I just think that right now in this day and age, we are required in some way, shape or form, to be the lineage breakers just, and not to sound like, 
like woo woo or whatever, but like there's an awakening that's happening on this planet at this moment. And the, the, the old way of doing things and the old way of just taking, taking whatever it was and, or, or however, the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The, the old way of doing things is not, is not how it's going to go. So, so if you want to bring a new life onto this earth, if you want to bring a new life, these new souls, right? Like these new ancient souls that, that, that this wave of new souls that are coming that want to come onto this planet to change the face of the earth, to, uh, to create this ascension, right? Like it can't be with the old baggage. It can't be with the old ancestral stuff, you know, um, that, that can't be ignored anymore. It's not, yeah. it's not allowed. <laughs> and I yeah. think what you were saying when you were, go, when you were talking about the old way doesn't work anymore, the old way of suppressing the pain, ignoring the pain, putting yeah. up and making do with whatever role in society we might have been given because of our lineage or because of yes. the color of our skin or whatever it is. No, you're in this place in the hierarchy and that's going to be oppressive and that's going to cause you pain. Okay. I just have to suck it up. I'll take it. Yeah. No, we're not accepting that anymore. I think that's what you're saying. Yes, that is exactly. Not accepting it anymore means we feel the pain and we acknowledge the pain and we let it out. Yeah, we express it. Yeah, we are required now to step into our truth. So the the suppression definitely is not allowed anymore. Mm -hmm. And the new souls, the new wave of souls that are going to come onto this earth, um, they they want to they want to pass through a gateway that is complete in truth and love and um and sort of free of that of that pain mm-hmm. right um so i'm just going to say Chanel and i are doing a video call the smile that just lit up your face when you were talking about this wave of new souls it's like pure <laughs> sunshine and it just made me i just had this wave of like just hope for the future yeah. of our planet just washed through me as you said that so thank you for that and the other one thing, thing i want to say it always makes me laugh so much when people in conversation with me will go not to sound too woo woo or anything and i'm like you do know who you're talking to like <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> we go, we go woo woo here. We love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad I asked because um, this, these are the kinds of thoughts that I've been having. And it's nice to hear someone who's actually kind of lived through such a, an experience, such a visceral experience of that process to yeah. share that you feel the same way too. One kind of almost Side note thing I want to ask about in a way. Um, I didn't actually know that you're sober and that you don't drink. And I wonder as well, I can't help but think, I mean, I'm not a doctor because <laughs> doctors know everything, right? But <laughs> just I, I, I wonder as well about the kind of links between the fact that women drink so much more now and yeah. have been actively targeted by drinks companies over the past couple of decades. And I've looked, like I said, at many of the kind of people I did a lot of my hardest drinking with in my twenties and early thirties now having these fertility issues. And I wonder if yeah. you have any views about alcohol con- consumption specifically as it relates to fertility as well. Not to like guilt or shame anyone who's a drinker, but I can't help. It's, it seems very strange to me that the link between those things isn't ever discussed really, you know? Um, it is very, very uh, related. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and I know this, uh, I know this, I've been told this by, uh, you know, not just Western medicine doctors, but Eastern medicine. And I've, I, 
I know this because when I did used to drink, I used to drink so much. And I remember in the mornings, I would have these pains. I would have these pains like in where my ovaries were. Mm. And I would think to myself, like, I'm hurting my eggs. Like, I just knew it. You know, it was something that I just knew. Mm. And um, I think that, um, you know, the amount that you drink and um, how often you drink is very directly related to how it affects, it definitely affects your egg quality. Mm. Um, that's something that was uh, made, made known to me by all types of, mm. um, of people. And, and so, um, you know, I, I do think that's why I, I had fertility issues as mm. well. Mm. Um, uh, it, well, just, just, it just makes it harder, you right? know? Yeah. And just thinking about, well, number one, what you said, imagine you're already pregnant and it's often only as soon as somebody gets pregnant that she stops drinking, whereas yes. not, not thinking about it in the lead up to, but then again, to kind of zoom out and get slightly more mystical. If we think about alcohol, is a, it's something we use to suppress our emotions too, and mm -hmm. to numb our pain. And again, to, yes. it's, it's that same kind of like mentality of oppression or suppression. I'm just going to like shove down what doesn't feel good. Yes. And then it's just going to sit there and stay in your cells, just kind of yes. like fermenting, you know? Yeah. yeah. When you said that, I just had this like vision of like just everything getting just pushed. And like, I just saw like all this like black stuff just <laughs> getting stuck in your sacral. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and I do, I do feel like that is completely true. I mean, not like, n not even to talk about just like the scientific effects of how it makes your blood just like toxic. And if your blood is what's, uh, what creates your cellular energy, I mean, it's science, right. Mm -hmm. But also the spiritual sort of effects of it, mm -hmm. like alcohol creates holes in your auric field that invite like lower frequency vibrations to come and sit with you. Mm -hmm. And the more that you do it, just the less strength that your etheric body has, the less, you know, just the more open you are to just uh, things that you kind of don't want around, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. entities and, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Just that word entities. I'm like, yeah, no, don't want I don't want no I don't yeah. want entities hanging, hanging around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Final thing I want to ask you about, um, before we bid farewell for today, um, not everybody has easy access to sound healing. Um, whether it's an individual person, whether they're able to get to sound baths, um, you know, living yeah. in cities like New York and LA it's and London, even it's, it's kind of easier and easier to get access. But what are some kind of simple ways that anybody can sort of invite sound healing into their lives? You mentioned toning, like even just singing. Yes. I've been, I've been kind of given instructions for how to kind of make certain sounds while I'm lying in the bath sometimes as a way to release energy or have you any other tips for how people like practical ways that people can engage with sound healing? Um, well, you know, uh, I mean, apart from saying that, yeah, toning is a great way to start um, because it doesn't require you to have any instruments. Um, actually, toning is uh, the first thing that you learn. It's actually the only thing that you learned in my sound healing certification was just the use of your voice. Mm -hmm. The use of your voice is um, your own unique God-given vibration, and it is... Um, it's aligned with your body because it comes from your body. Right. Mm. So sitting there in, like you said, like in a, in a, in a bath or in just a very comfortable position or even lying down and making, uh, you know, vowel noises, ooh, ah, ee, ah, oh, like even just going through the vowels in mm. different, in different, um, you know, fluctuating tones is very healing. Mm -hmm. Um, you can look up, um, 
you know, the, the tone, the, the, uh, the mantras for your different chakras and mm-hmm. associate that with light, um, sending that to your different chakras, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. uh, that that's available as well. Um, and just singing from your heart, you know, even if you want to <laughs> sing, like if you have a favorite song that you like to sing, like just singing that, yeah. you know, yeah. singing that. I mean, man, sing happy birthday to yourself. Like that probably <laughs> will like lift your spirit, like even if it's not your birthday. But I mean, singing, just just yeah. singing, you know, I using your voice and toning and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, it's very easy to get, um, to get sound bowls. Mm-hmm. like Amazon has them now mm-hmm. getting just getting even one and sitting there and sitting there and and uh you know using your voice and even just listening to that that vibration um there are tons of uh you know sound healing videos like on YouTube and <laughs> and all of that stuff so it's um you know if you're not able to make it if you're if your city doesn't have a sound uh you know a sound place sound bath or doesn't provide that it's very mm. easy to do it for yourself mm. yeah really really cool to know thank you so much i'm all about making all of this as accessible for people as possible yeah but now yeah. thank you again for sharing your story today i'm so excited for my listeners to hear this and for anybody who is interested in contacting Janelle, maybe doing um, personal sessions with her or attending one of her group sound bars. I'm going to include all of your info in the show notes as well. So thank thank you you again. And I can't wait until we get to meet again in person. Yay. Thank you so much, Ruby. I am so grateful to Janelle for sharing her story so vulnerably and with such realness here with me. Um, I'm also really happy to be able to share this episode kind of on behalf of so many of the close friends. Like I mentioned, I've seen going through the emotional roller coaster of having fertility issues, going through failed cycles of IVF and just really kind of reaching a dead end with what this is really all about. And this is also to say that obviously, you know, for anybody listening who might be experiencing this, Janelle's outcome is not going to be everybody's outcome. But I think that the underlying message of her story is that often this can be um, a journey of really kind of tapping into the bigger picture and the perhaps generational pain that might be being triggered and played out when we embark on that journey or when a woman embarks on that journey and has difficulty conceiving. Um, I'm so, like I said, just so grateful to her for sharing. So really, these are this is really the reason I wanted to start this podcast. For example, I could have interviewed Janelle about her story and written an article for The Numinous, but we wouldn't have heard, heard the full emotion and heard the story in its in its whole depth that way. And I'm so happy to have this platform to be able to share stories um, from real humans doing real healing work on themselves and really creating amazing shifts in their lives. So if there's anybody you'd like me to interview, I'll take this opportunity to ask you, please um, DM me, let me know if there's a story you've heard about that you would like to um, hear in more depth or more detail on the Now Age podcast. If there's a subject you're interested, um, chances are, I know somebody who's working in that area. Um, so please let me know any feedback at all on the on the podcast, which is still so new, would be very much welcome. And I love to connect with people in my DMs on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to reach out. Um, thanks again for being here and I'll see you next time. This podcast features original music and is edited by alloaudio.com, www.alloaudio.com.